This should be fun! Family, don't end with blood. I regret this already. Hello! Nam idiot, see ya! Lilu Dallas Multipass. Give him the bits! The bits! The bits! The things I do for love! I will never, ever turn my back on people who need me! Remember, reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. Bye, Cole. Bye! Doesn't have any gun swords. I watch a lot of anime, and <laughs> trust me, you're gonna want some gun swords. And there's a goat on my bed. This episode contains themes surrounding the LGBT community, a brief mention of sexual assault, and Gideon. If you know, you know. Have fun. Welcome back. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, wow. Damn. Alrighty. <laughs> Welcome back to Why Should I Watch That? Why Should I Watch That? Why Should I Watch That? I am freshly okay. showered in Myra. Oh. Hi, freshly showered. I'm Dad. Ew. <laughs> Hello. Forgot I had to introduce myself. Hi, I'm not freshly showered, Jay. I'm fresh out of work, Jay. Yay! We're recording on a weird day, so it might be a weird vibes in the studio. Yeah, we got this. Now this feels more like a, a Saturday than any than our last Saturday. Oh, last Saturday was insane. Uh, Saturday was not a Saturday. <laughs> last Saturday was insanity. I don't know how else to put that. That was um a wild ride from start to finish. Yep. So, today. Mm -hmm. Today, I need to pull up the wiki. Yes, you do. I, do. I need to pull up the synopses. Um, I don't need to do anything. <laughs> All right, miss, I don't need to do anything. What are we talking about today? Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Oh, wait, can I... Can I sidetrack for a second? Mm -hmm. Do you guys know that the, the who who here watched Twilight? Red Twilight, whatever. How sure. long do you think that entire series spanned? Six months less. The whole series? Yeah. The whole series, I think. Twilight. Took place in yeah. Two years. It was a year and a half, and for seven of those months, Edward wasn't even there. Oh my god. They got married her senior year and she had a baby. Yeah, oh. no, because they, they they met her the what is it? They met her junior year. Yeah. Oh fuck, it is a year. <laughs> I thought it was a s no, they met the the beginning of her senior year, right? No, they met her junior year. Okay. Sorry, this came up on my TikTok and I had to spread the cursed message. That's awful. May or may not proceed. Look, I thought it was six months. Mm -mm. I thought it was less. Um, about that. <laughs> so yeah, we're watching Gravity Falls. Uh, Gravity. It does that sometimes. Causes no, things to fall, you know. Gravity. I think I'll try to find Gravity Falls. Falls. <laughs> um, yeah, there are a good many easter eggs 
Wait, before we do oh. that, first impressions. For, oh, that's right. So I actually have seen this before. I'm the one who suggested it. I have not. Have you? I've seen bits and pieces of it. First impressions. I had never seen a full season, so I guess that's a first impression. Oh. Would you I, like to elaborate on that for our... Well, I've never actually sat down and watched the entire season. I've seen episodes. Sure. And even with just watching episodes, I felt like I had to grasp at what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed watching all the entire first season. I know the second season's better. Better. I've seen more of the second season than the first season. So getting an idea of how it started is actually pretty, pretty interesting because I'd never seen the first episode. So there you go. They put so much money in that first episode. (laughs) I've seen you're not doing one. Uh, Yeah. So um, I am rolling. I, um, I know a lot of this from the internet. Mm. It's one of the mainstays with like Steven universe and stuff like that. I, I am aware. It's also up there with like Star vs. the Forces of Evil. I I was expecting to go into this loving it because it's of the variety that I, you know, it's of, of the fandom that I usually would gravitate towards. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't like a massive hit out of the park. Um, I was very, very bored until the end. The last, honestly, the last episode gave the last five minutes of the last episode gave such a big lore drop it was it was all suddenly worth it but i'll get into why later i just i didn't hit as hard out of the park for me as i thought i thought it was going to be a lot of plot with a couple of side episodes but the mouse needed their reruns so i get it okay um yeah there's a lot of easter eggs um throughout the course of the show for like even for future episodes definitely yeah well yeah for future episodes yeah um i should have been writing these down i didn't yeah. uh okay, they I have understood. they have a illusion they have like their classic game episode they have there's a lot of like ode episode, like ode to blank episodes in the first season, which some were better than others, but mm-hmm. um, they also I feel like this is worthy of noting have had an immense impact, like specifically because of the the creator himself. Um, they have had a lot of crossover uh, Easter eggs, like. Um, this is a little bit more for, like, the later seasons, but they've had direct crossovers with Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. uh, which is a weird thing for a kid's show. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, he, uh, Justin Roiland even voiced a couple of characters in Gravity Falls season one. It oh. threw me the fuck off. I, no, I, I caught it. it. I caught it immediately. That space boy opened his mouth, and I went, hello, Justin. No, I, mm. like, I heard it. I heard I, it, and I, all I could see was Morty's face. I knew oh, I jeez. <laughs> I was like, I know that voice from somewhere. Ah, oh, jeez, Stan. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, he opened his mouth and I was like, Morty? <laughs> I, 
Uh, but yeah, no. Aside from aside from that, like I feel I feel like that was like really important to note because of um because of its like notoriety. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does it has like a name stay in a lot of media now for. At the very least, if if Alex Hirsch and the creator of a show have some kind of, like, tie, they'll put a triangle in there just to, like, note themselves as friend of Alex Hirsch. Friend of Alex Hirsch! (laughs) That's, like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a big deal to be that well-known in the animation industry, both, like, for your work and just for being a cool dude. (laughs) Yeah, like, name how many people actually get to that level of notoriety notoriety and affection also for future generations they're literally going to be watching this fucking show as kids and they're gonna go into other media as adults and go is that bill fucking cypher (laughs) wait a minute guys hold on is that bill and i feel like being able to troll multi-generationally is something that needs to be applauded yeah. Um, no, that's... I mean... The the Easter eggs are very obvious as you watch them. Um, I, and suddenly my mind is blank on exactly what they are. But they're there, I promise. Uh, <laughs> just watch the show and just you'll wa- find out. Um, do we want to do a little synopsis? I mean, yeah, if you want me to stop what I'm doing. Are you drawing your sad boy? No. Actually, I'm drawing something else. A different sad boy? Shut up. You'll see you in a moment. <laughs> all right. So this is straight from Google. Mm. Um, I'm not reading all of the episodes. This is at the very least one of them, if not a brief summary. We'll figure it out. Twins Dipper and Mabel Pines are sent to spend the summer with their great uncle, Grunkle Stan, in the mysterious town of Gravity Falls, Oregon. It says or. So, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, uh, AP studies. I know what that is. Um, Grunkle's Dan has the kids help him run the mystery shack, the tourist trap that he owns. The twins try to adapt to the weird surroundings, but sense there is something strange about Gravity Falls and begin to unlock its secrets. When Dipper uncovers a cryptic journal that offers insight into the town's mysteries, he and Mabel use it and their enthusiastic desire to vanquish evil to battle the imminent mysteries that surround them. Um, you can cut this out because it's going to be a direct allusion to the Adventure Zone, but you want to know what it felt like? It felt like Clint was told to watch the, the, the kids, the, his grandkids, and they were watching Gravity Falls, and he went, I need a new character for, for this Monster of the Week campaign. Okay, I didn't know where you were going with that, but yeah. It literally and, was and like- it's Grunkle Sam. He just took Grunkle Stan and made it. Yeah, Grunkle Scam is also <laughs> not wrong. I'm uh, you know Stan and I'm wrong. Uh, so, yeah, it just felt like Clint was like, hmm, copy paste. That's very fair. It, it does yeah. feel like that. Sorry, dude. If you ever happen to listen to our podcast, we're not reading you. It was just really funny. It's <laughs> even funnier if you don't know, so please let us know. Um... So yeah, the show uh, is obviously a Disney original, um, created by Alex Hirsch. Um, there's two seasons, a grand total of 40 episodes, about 20 to 25 minutes each. Um, 
It originally aired uh, 2012 to 2014. Um, yeah, that's about it uh, as far it's as... only two seasons, right? Only two seasons. We're, we're doing a part one and a part two. Um, it is a well-awarded TV show. I will say that. Uh, it has Emmys and Annies and BAFTA awards and nominations. Um, yeah, that's... Um... Yeah, there's a lot of famous voices that are... Oh, I didn't know she was in here. That is who that is. Okay. Uh, J.K. Simmons voiced Stanford Pines. Also oh, known that as the so Spider-Man. That makes so much sense. I don't actually know who that is. Uh, so, um, the Daily Bugle editor from Spider-Man. He wants pictures of Spider-Man! That's this guy! He went from believing very strongly in cryptids for disbelieving very strongly in cryptids. Correct. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of... It's a very strongly act, voice-acted cast. But um, you can... I mean, you see it in the show. The, the show is amazing. There's even an episode... <laughs> we'll get to it. Um... faces <laughs> okay now it's definitely now it's something definitely something that's wrong I, I wouldn't say it's amazing i oh, enjoyed we'll that we'll get into it that's what no then you know what? that's fine we're done go ahead i i, I enjoyed the show but it's not like did like... i say it was amazing yes, yes. you literally just said <laughs> genuinely forgot what i just said so we're just gonna uh, that's why I was like, uh, I wouldn't say it's amazing. It's a good show. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I would definitely put it again as background sound. Yes. Season one is definitely weaker than season two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's I, not, I but... did fall asleep rewatching it. But it's... Ah! Touching my toes, y'all. Please be adults. We are adults. Prove it right now. Um, but I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it's a good show. I enjoyed it. Would I give it a ten out of ten? No. I feel like if we want to jump into some of our discussion points, I feel like season one fell into a lot of. As Jay was mentioning early, earlier, industry standards. Yeah, um, and what I meant by that was um, because because uh, major name brand networks won't let you just tell a good fucking story and leave. Um, they require something that can be rerun, rerun, mm -hmm. and I feel like, especially nowadays, what creators do 
is they spend all of season one just dumping as many like rerun worthy episodes in and then the last episode or two is just we have lore we promise please just stick around so that we can make the the the, the allegory mouse proud mm-hmm. um yeah and apparently when alex hirsch first signed on with disney they were like, here's two seasons, tell your story. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they saw the success and the reception of Gravity Falls, they tried, Alex Hirsch tried to renegotiate, and he was like, hey, I can tell a better story if you give me more seasons. And the mouse went, no, you got two seasons, you're going to be happy with what you get. And Alex Hirsch went, okay. No. <laughs> well, and then when season two was so good, and you know we won't go too much further into it but when season two got the reception it did disney was like hey do you want a season three and alex hirsch went buddy you only gave me two seasons don't you remember that do you do you remember when i said i could make a better story if you gave me more seasons and then you didn't no oh he didn't take it no oh shit he stood up to the mouse that's that's why there's only two seasons yeah I, i don't know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's only two seasons, and he stood up to the mouse because the mouse was like, "Oh, we didn't mean it. You could have more. You could have more seasons." And he's like, "No, no, no." I have a I I have a lot of respect for him then because a lot of I feel like a lot of creators um, would have taken them and told a choppy story. Yeah. Um, because you know writing is hard, and especially when you have to work around a um, so, someone else's like d- decision of where your narrative starts and stops. Right. So like. I can totally understand. Um, I mean, there are certain series that come to mind that I won't currently mention that fit in to what I'm talking about. <laughs> I will not start a, a fight. It's Legend of Korra. Um, oh, it is. Who said that? I, the wind. The wind said a name, and I didn't say it, so... Um, but no, it's, they, they were, they were faulted by the same thing. Yeah. They had the same issues. It was, um, the network couldn't decide where they were going to allow their story to end. So they got this really choppy story out of it. And I, I don't know, I, I really appreciate him actively refusing that. Yeah. Yeah. And he did continue the story in a comic book, I think it was. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll say comic book. Um, but it was very much on his own terms. And, like, licensed by Disney, but, like, whatever. He told the story how he wanted to tell it. And Now I sort of want to read the comic book. Honestly, kind of, yeah. Because that would... Yeah. So, so yeah, I have a lot of respect for Alex Hirsch for standing up to the monolith that is... Disney. The mouse. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I, like... That, I feel like that also made it fall into the, the role of, like you said, it, they have to do, um, episodes that you can rerun, so it made Mm -hmm. it feel very much like a Scooby-Doo episode or like a Mm -hmm. Powerpuff Girl episode where you get this one shot of this monster that you have to fight, Mm -hmm. But what I did like about the show that differs from Powerpuff Girls or Scooby-Doo is they were throwing little bits of lore throughout the show. Yes. Exactly, yeah. 
you you kept have this you kept having this promise of lore which was very good yeah i was like okay but when does because again I, I think i've seen more of season two than season one bef- prior to this Makes sense. and i was like wait but no they're supposed to do this and i'm like when do they do this mm-hmm. right um, I hate to say this again, but it really does feel very reminiscent of Steven Universe because Rebecca Sugar was able to sprinkle in a lot of foreshadowing in all of those rerunnable episodes that they put out. Yeah. And I'm not going to say she was the first, but um, her work is very well known mm-hmm. and it, it just reminds me of it. I mean, yeah, the during the peak of Tumblr, which is when this came out, like... Why'd you gotta remind me? This was one of the most common things I saw on my dash. It was just, you know. You know what it, it makes me think of mm. is um, the 90s animes. Because they it, they were the same way. The first couple episodes were always rerunnable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, filler episodes. Mm-hmm. But they gave you lore. Until you get to the last five or six episodes and of the season. And then you got plot. Uh, unlike that anime, you didn't really get too much plot until the very end. Right. Uh, and I and I like that you were almost able to forget about how weird the journal was throughout the course of season one. It becomes almost commonplace. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Oh, the journal. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you forget that there it's number three and that there's... One or two. Yeah. That's why... One and two, and then... Well, there's... Yeah. Shh. Spoilers. I've seen the other ones. Well, no, we all have. It's the end of season one. Yeah. I, I really, really like that they... um That they... Shh. I really, really like that they did that, especially with having the characters in-universe be unaware of how many books there were. I like that Gideon, when he got the, the third book said it made made this whole deal about there being two books and introduced it and then set it down preceding book two. Right. Like, I I really like that they stuck with it and didn't just have him reveal immediately and be like, ha ha, number three, I'll take that, Dragon Ball number three, and seven more to go, or however. I don't get me. No, that's correct. I don't know how many Dragon Balls there are. There's seven Dragon Balls, so there's five, six more to go. Sorry. I know how many Dragon Balls there are now. Okay. <laughs> it's one of my favorite animes. I know that's why I was press- proceeding with. Please don't quote me. Uh, yeah, it was. That's such a good little moment of storytelling where he's like, "Ah, book journal number one," and he's like, three? What? What? What?" And it very much alludes to the continuity of the in-world universe. Yeah. No, I agree. No, yeah. you're looking at me yeah. like I have another thought. No. Because you weren't looking like you had another thought. No, I, I just... I wish I, I could see where they would have taken the show had they not... Had the mouse not been so... Restrictive? Mm-hmm. Assholey. It's almost like when you have someone who's, like, really good at their job and you just kind of ask them to do something. They, they do it... They, they do it. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Just putting it out there in the world, you know. You paid him to make a cartoon. Maybe he knows how. What a concept. I mean. Disney. Um, 
yeah the the industry standard really fucked over this show and it's sad yeah because from a as most as invested as we are in like how stories are told writing the creation of stories in all of their various forms this could have gone very well very far yeah we could i okay here's my thought though not trying to cut you off Uh but i'm glad that he did what he did because the 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 mouse would have milked it for what it's got and would have would have pushed for more seasons when he's like no the story's done Mm -hmm. correct it it would you said you wanted more seasons come on yeah it, it would have been one of those and it would have had what you know kim possible had happened to it mm-hmm. and the what was it what, the lilo and stitch show mm-hmm. and yeah. the aladdin show when the little mermaid show the hercules show the, Her- the hercules show shouldn't have been made but like the little mermaid show shouldn't have been made anyway she falls in love in the fucking show with who? Another merman. And then she's like, no, never mind. <laughs> Eric. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot of that show. I never watched it. There's one episode where she has a crush on, crush on a merman. And you're like, but what about Eric? How old is she in the show? Twelve. This is like supposed to be way before she meets Eric. Okay. Well. It's like her... Finding the all her trinkets and stuff. Okay. I guess. I watched it because it was on, on. before. <laughs> it was literally... <laughs> no, it was on before I got on the bus for school. And my mom would let Fair us enough. watch one cartoon before. And Caesar would want to watch Power Rangers. And I was like, no! No, I just thought it was funny. I said it was on at the same time as you. No, there. Um... talked about well we kind of hit on it um i'm gonna jump back a little bit and jump to the uh the background and the foreshadowing and how they use with all of these filler episodes they do a great job of putting little details details for the future of the series into the background Mm -hmm. i mean even when he was like when he would flip through the book you would see little things yeah not necessarily always get a full glimpse of it, but mm-hmm. you would get enough that you're like, maybe that'll pop up eventually. And then mm-hmm. it would. It's not like one of those where you you have a character flip through a book and none of it is relevant. Yeah. It it became relevant through the thing. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. I was agreeing. Um, even to the point of they made, um, what's it called? A cri- cryptogram? There's a cryptogram throughout the the course of the series. And so it's a message hidden in like pictures oh. and and like okay. broken letters. I, I didn't understand what you were saying. Sure, sure. You you gave me this look of oh, what's a what? Yeah. Um holiday who be Holiday who be what the um and the whispers at the end of yes. the title sequence. Those are all part of like hints and clues, and maybe we'll really talk about. Wasn't good paying good attention then. There's, uh, I think, even the at the very 
last episode of season one, there's a series of letters above a door that Stan walks through. Mm-hmm. I did see that, but I... And that's like a cipher or something to be deciphered to be used for a later clue. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I do love how they teased Stan having that room in like episode one. And you think to yourself, oh, we're going down there later this episode. Or this later, like the next episode. At the very least. (laughs) 20 episodes later. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, (laughs) finally. You forgot that room even existed after a while. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, that thing. (laughs) We were there once at the entrance. And I like how well and thoroughly they make Grunkle Stan seem clueless Mm -hmm. yes because obviously he knows a lot more at the end of season one we realize if you hadn't already come to the conclusion that he knows a lot more than he's letting on because even throughout the course of the series he's like kids what the hell are you doing over there in the woods with your with your book Mm -hmm. with your silly book not just with the last episode yeah. where he's all like, oh, you're reading too much fantasy. Mm-hmm. No, he he definitely is. They play him very well for being aloof mm-hmm. when he's not. Oh, um, also, it, we're talking about foreshadowing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another foreshadowing thing, and this is spoilers for the future season. Um, I, I only know this because of the internet. Um, when Bill... Here's the name Stanford Pines. He thinks up a picture of his brother. Yeah. Wait, who's Bill? The triangle. The triangle. The Dorito. Oh. Top hat Dorito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top hat, top hat Dorito man. Um, he he thinks up a picture of the wrong Pine brother. Yeah. It's like the, you can only really tell if you've a seen him before and b recognize the glasses are different. Yeah, it's it's a good little, yeah. And, and one of the things that I was really interesting to watch as the show unfolded mm-hmm. was the actual genuine attempt from the fan base to mm-hmm. try and figure out what all these like clues and like if you play it backwards, you know, you get this message. Like there was a cult like obsession with the foreshadowing in this show. I can believe it. Yeah, for good reason. For, yeah. For good reason. Alex Hirsch did a very good job. <laughs> yes. Seuss. I love him. Seuss? You know, when I when I first saw him, like, mind you, when before, like, actually, we decided to see yep. this show and everything... He reminded me of the mouse from Spirited Away. I can see that. That's very fair. You know, uh, in a similar note, the the Halloween monster kind of reminded me of a Miyazaki monster. It Spirited Away. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz he reminds you of uh No Face when he when Oh, uh, that's that's what it is. You're right. You're absolutely correct. No, and actually, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, He's literally the same. He's, That's right. He's the same sort of creature. He, because he just wants to be loved. He just wants to be loved. He just wants to be loved. No, 
no face swallows things and gives back things compared to the the what he has received yep Com- compared to the ghost or the monster from gravity falls oh. he's a little bit different because the monster of gravity falls eats and does not return anything yeah but like the the texture of the monster and like i mean he okay to to play into this because i might not be like 100 percent on board with it but i do love it um he does give something back he's just limited that's fair he gives back candy it's just not the candy that people want right it's just not the gold that they want Holy shit, they're the same monster. Because <laughs> even when he starts talking, he has the same facial features that No Face does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good hot take, y'all. That that's a pretty tasty take. Um, just I really like that episode. The Halloween episode was really good. The Halloween it episode was. was solid, given the fact that it's supposed to take place during the summer. <laughs> I mean, look, all I've learned throughout watching this entire show is that Gravity pa- Gravity Falls is where I need to be living, and I'm just a combo of Uncle Stan and Seuss. <laughs> oh, but speaking of Seuss, I love how they use him, because they basically use him as an unaware Deadpool for the entire show. <laughs> he thinks the things that you're thinking, says them out loud, and everyone looks at him like, Seuss, what the fuck? And then they just move on. Yes. And it's so fun. It's 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 absolutely delightful. Because, you know, one at one point he's like spitting these hot like hot takes that have so many rights, and then the very next he's like no, eating no, no. a fucking piece of fake cheese. Yeah. Or like chewing on the door frame yeah. or <laughs> And I love I love the way that they use him, both with that and also in like the writing style, because um I don't know. I just, I really like him. He's a good character. He's fun. I, I, I've seen like pictures of him and stuff and someone I uh, used to know really well, uh, cosplayed him once. And I don't know. I just, I assumed that he was going to be a lot more annoying. Yes. He, he definitely had the potential to be a very obnoxious character. Yeah. And, but honestly, that's more Mabel than anyone else. So what do I know? Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> so here's, here's my take on Mabel. Yes, she is kind of annoying. Kind of. kind of. I liked her a lot more on the second watch through, though. I'll admit, seeing her character in the second watch through, per se, again, only seen season two, mm-hmm. so can't really say. She's not as annoying in season two to me. That's very fair. In, in season one... She is the spontaneity that Dipper lacks, but is also very, they may, I like how they frame her, you know, spontaneity and silliness as an actual necessary thing to keep the twins alive. And it's not just her being obnoxious. It's, I could see that. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know. You I'm need not- to think a little unconventionally to to actually solve some of these mysteries and yeah. like yes is it overplayed sometimes absolutely but she's old i don't know mabel has rights 
I'm not, not gonna hate on Mabel. No, I just, she's, I'm not saying she doesn't have rights. Never take away her rights. She has rights because her spun annoying sometimes. Yeah, she's an. I would agree. Like, <sighs> she has that little sister annoying factor. Yeah, like she she does her job too well. <laughs> that that's you know that's fair. And I'm not not to say that you know Dipper is like the best character. Oh God, he can no. also be annoying sometimes. It's just a different not, flavor. Yeah, it's yeah. a completely different flavor of annoying. Just Mabel sometimes I wish would shimmer. Yeah, I I get that. It's just with all I saw a lot of Mabel hate when this was actually airing. Oh, oh. no, this isn't like full on Mabel hate. This That's is just like yeah. Mabel descent. This is not Mabel hate. Sweet child. Although, please. what is the obsession with Mabel? Yes. What? Gideon's please. freaking obsession with Mabel. Not just Gideon. The and fucking the gnomes. the gnomes. Everything. Everything that everything that may potentially have a dick that's like in some semblance of a correct age group has something with her. And it's fucking weird. With her or Wendy? It's her or Wendy. The whole time. That's Wendy Dipper. at least is 16. That's fair. I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying it's better than 12. Okay, fair. Yeah. She's also I mostly mean, dating an accurately appropriate, age-appropriate age uh, dude. Yeah. No, that's fair. Because, I mean, you open with season one, opening episode, mm -hmm. she gets proposed to by a bunch of no's. Which is, I will admit, rewatching that episode was very weird i like i thought it was weird on the first watch watch through but like the second time round i was like no, this 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 is mm, not a vibe does not pass the vibe check um i don't know i maybe it's just her her genuine love for life i don't mm -hmm. know it, it is very weird, though, because she has, like, the whole-on romance with the merman. Oh, yeah, the merman. The merman! merman. <laughs> the merman is literally wearing Ursula's shell. Like, he showed up, and I went, oh, it's a mermaid! <laughs> I was like, no, they would not put that so out in the open. They couldn't. Also, it's chlorine. He can't live in chlorine. Two seconds later, I am the mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. that accent you have? Is it mermaid? Oh, it's Spanish. But yeah, like, well, but I, what I do like about this is that at least they're not going over for the typical person that you would think they're going after, which would be what's her arch enemy? Gideon? No. The girl, the rich Pacifica. girl. Pacifica. Pacifica. If I was a rich girl. But no, like, she, uh, typically, let's be honest, if it's a cartoon, average cartoon, and this is something that we were going to discuss anyways, is breaking um, stereotypes. Oh, which yeah. a major stereotype is most male characters would go after uh, Pacifica instead of her. Which I do appreciate how... I think the benefits from it not being, like, a school show, because especially during the summer, you don't necessarily run in the same circles as your school people. And so Mabel is meeting these people not in the same framework as Pacifica. And 
I really do like how the show emphasizes that the boy she ends up dating genuinely do end up liking how bubbly she is or like how except except for the gnomes uh but they find an aspect of her personality and they're like this is what has drawn me to you Mm -hmm. i've been distracted not off topic just mm. we're talking about pacifica this isn't written down tell me why pacifica is just princess from powerpuff girl and i've got another hot one i got another hot one Tell me why Gideon is just the rich kid from Johnny Test. God damn it. Well, <laughs> I have no words. God no, damn I'm it. not saying that Alex, Alex Hirsch like, in- intentionally ripped these things off, but they are very close. <laughs> they are. They're towing some lines. That's very true. Bye-bye. Forever. Forever. No, but, I mean, I, I, they did give the show a little bit more of, um, oh yeah, I loved them. They're very well written. Uh, this isn't like a hate post. We never really do hate posts. Sometimes I do hate posts. When needed. When needed, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, so Pacifica and Gideon were stolen. Not really, but. You know, they're like heavily, ins- heavily inspired, heavily inspired. But like to to his credit, they those are two very um, already Gen- unoriginal designs. You I know? think they're the only two that fit into a typical stereotype mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in this show. Because, I mean, you have um, the old prospector. Old man McGucket. That one. I love that him. one I did on accident. I'm sorry. That's so fucking weird. He's so weird, but the fact him, that though. he's the smartest freaking guy in this town. I love that. They literally took, I was telling my coworker about this because I definitely didn't finish watching this while I was at work earlier. Uh, uh what? Um, it literally, they took, um, fucking, they took the dude in town that's supposed to always be disbelieved, always supposed to be written off as a side character and always supposed to only pop in for laughs and then went... Oh, did we mention he's a mad scientist? Sorry, we might have forgotten that nugget. What a piece to leave out. What a nugget to put in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, he kind of has, um, and I think this was also written by Alex Hirsch, uh, but Kid Cosmic, he has, no? Who, what, who? No. We talked about Kid Cosmic. Oh, yeah. Kenny McCormick? No. That's a South Park character. Yeah, I was gonna be Shut like, hold up, Kenny drew this? Um, Craig McCracken. Craig, Craig McCracken. McCracken. Mm-hmm. I already said it! No, I, I just, my brain, I needed no. to see it. I know. You said it as I was saying it again, and I was like, I know. It was, it was misplaced. Um... Has similar vibes to to Grandpa G. Yeah. Papa G. Papa, Papa G. G. That's what it is. We watched this. <laughs> we talked about this show on our podcast. I know. That's okay. why I'm bringing it up. Shots of the fire. Shots of the fire. 911, I'd like to report a murder. 
but not for me. It's not the right meme, but it's still funny. So, but yeah, I would agree. It has very much Papa G feelings. But obviously, this is one of those that you can't say that he got the inspiration from Papa G because Papa G didn't come out till last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I was saying that they have very similar flavor. Flavor. Yeah, they really do. They super do. And this also uh, feeds into our theory that Papa G knows way fucking more than he does. Ooh, that Still, is on that. True. Still on he that. Still on that. He super does. I, I I haven't let that go. I did mean, you think we let it go? I yeah, beloved lizard. Nope. No. Nope. I'm pretty sure he's been in space before. Um, but yeah. Hello, rabbit hole. How are you today? <laughs> but like with that one, even with um, what is it? They they broke the stereotypes with a lot of other characters too. Mm-hmm. With um, what's his faces? Gideon's parents even. Does he have parents? He yes. does, and the I mom the is dad. fucking traumatized. Oh, the mom is so fucking traumatized. She's terrified of her child. I don't blame her. She is terrified of her child. She has rights. She she literally is just like, if I keep vacuuming, they it won't notice me, me, and I can just stay alive. Was her entire vibe. I think she has like maybe two. She lines. says it. She's like, just keep vacuuming, just keep vacuuming. I genuinely don't remember this lady even being there so like good for her she you can tell she has trauma Mm -hmm. (laughs) with a capital t and you can also tell it's not coming from like spousal abuse comes from spousal enablement of their son yes but it's not spousal abuse that's what i mean um as we traditionally think of spousal abuse, I'll say that. Because the the dad has 100% enabled Gideon to do and be what he is. Oh no, I'm not saying that the dad has rights because the dad totally gave that child way too much. The dad doesn't have rights. I think what she's saying is that the dad... The dad thrives in enabling him more than the mom... As a different way to survive. Okay, that's fair. They both have... Because if you notice when um, when Grunkle Stan goes over there to talk about their potential, like, uh, um, partnership with Grunkle Stan just being totally chill with marrying off his niece, um, that was weird. Um, Yeah. But he goes over there and him and the dad have a very, like, normal conversation. Like, there's a little bit of tension because they do run, like, separate businesses. But the dad's like, yeah, Gideon's on a bit of a rampage. How's your Tuesday? (laughs) How's your... Dipper doing okay? All I really hear about is Mabel. (laughs) Yeah, basically. I I really... I I can see where you're coming from for damn sure. Because the, the dad doesn't give off abusive spouse vibes they both give off trauma vibes they both different forms one's reaction is fawn the other is um yes please or yet yes ma'am i don't know what the actual thing is called what freeze and fawn no the um there there's fawn obviously but then the other one is like 
Just agreeing to, to yeah, get out yes of it. man. Yeah, one's a yes man to avoid, and the other is um, fun. Let me stop talking now. Yeah, but I know <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, getting the fucked up twelve-year-old. Is he twelve? Dude, I don't fucking know. How old, is, how old is Gideon? Hold that's on. A, that's a good ass question, because I don't know. I also don't know. A oh, child, okay. for damn sure. Yeah. What flavor of child? Not my department. Oh, I need one more. I thought it was done. How old is he? He's nine! <laughs> Oh no, he's. Who? What's her name? What's her name? I don't know. Who? The child the, 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 that was in all the pe beauty pageants who was like unpleasant and very loud. Honey Boo Boo? He's just Honey Boo Boo! Oh. oh god. Oh no. Oh yeah! I can't. Oh. The box is open. Ugh. Yeah, well. Here we are. I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. I now that he's nine. Because I was just everything. It changes everything. Because I thought that he was more of a peer, maybe like ten. A lot of shit makes sense too. A lot of his actions are not justified, but at least understood. Understandable. <laughs> He's just a nine-year-old throwing temper tantrums. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Who's ready to murk a bitch? Yeah. Yeah. Like he was ready to murder Dipper the first episode he gets introduced. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ready and willing. You seem more surprised by this than I thought. I just I didn't think he was. Nine. You learned something new. Mm-hmm. Also, can we talk about that episode real fast? Because I forgot that, like, the hot take it was of like Mabel being like, "Hey, listen, I don't really want want to go out with this guy, but he keeps like being persistent. And how do I say no without like actively getting into an argument? Because everyone else who's who I've ever had to be like, oh, no thanks, is just accepting, oh, no thanks. And he's not s accepting, mm, no. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's definitely a situation that, you know, people see themselves in. And the fact that they put it in a kid's show is pretty, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really liked that episode of... No, I, I like that episode, and I like the fact that at the end, Mabel goes, no means no. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously she goes, you tried to murder my brother, do you really think I'm gonna try to date you? But, she still put her foot down and was like, no means no. Yeah. I'm not refusing to date you because my brother said so. I don't want to date you. Because I don't because want to date you. I don't you. want to date you. Because you're a bad person. Bad person. Yeah. Oh my god. 
I don't know. I just thought that episode had rights. It did. It did. It's good. It's a good show. Again, the first season for me, it's not amazing, but yeah, I think I think the episode that lost me the most, unfortunately, was the one with the the hole that like the never ending <gasps> the hole. Never ending oh, hole. the vignette episode. Oh my God. I I genuinely almost like skipped it just out of out of spite. It's like I don't. I get it. The hole's supposed to be bottomless, and you're gonna live through this, or it's gonna have been a story in and of itself. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It it honestly felt like a way for um, them to get stories out that weren't necessarily fleshed out enough to give a whole. No, I understand why they did it because in in my mind the reason because other other shows have also done this. It's a way of getting multiple um, multiple. Minis. stories out in one go you get to rerun one episode of three entire because at, at last the last damn airbender did it mm-hmm. during the tales of bossing say tales of bossing say have so many more rights yeah though. but they but, literally told three separate stories it's a very rerunnable episode it's, it's a very rerunnable um set you do what you have to do to make the mouse go away mm-hmm. and the mouse knocks at your door and yeah. I feel like I feel like that while an adult who probably shouldn't be watching this show anyway um, is like trying to ingest it for the lore. That episode has no rights. Yeah, it, like it. It really didn't. I guess s- you know it served the purpose that it was there for, and yes. that uh, that it alone. Uh, I liked that the um. I like that. Oh, the cops. Yes. Well, <gasps> I, let, well, let's do the cops last so we can jump to them. Um, I like that Mabel is, while the annoying younger sister vibes, um, is not just useless. Yes. Seuss is an idiot until proven otherwise. And he gets multiple ch- chances to prove himself otherwise. He gets a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a nice turn from the, you know almost Shaggy-esque character. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of moments to be like, look at me and my smartness. It's just not applicable right here. Um, I mean, we kind of talked about a little bit about Pacifica, but even Pacifica isn't like universally worshipped as is most commonly seen in these kind of shows. She's mm-hmm. literally hated. The only reason she wins anything is her money. Because even the town doesn't like her. Yeah, money and fear. Yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about it after. The cops. That's another breaking stereotypes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, those funky little, those funky little gays. (laughs) Not just the fact that they're, they're, (laughs) I just love the, back to the Halloween episode. Mm. I love the fact that they did play themselves as their Halloween costume, but they didn't do it racially. Right. They they literally just gave the other the defining characteristic as a costume. So like the, the big nose of the white guy and then the The mustache and sunglasses of the um the black man. The black man. And they even tried to do like voice the voice the voices. Yeah. <laughs> their 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 vibes are just so pristine. And I they're such good characters. Like, not even just that. 
they're so well written background characters. Mm-hmm. They have one shtick. And the one shtick is they're basically married. <laughs> the mouse just won't let us st- say it. And they stick to that shtick every time. They walk on screen and they're like, hold my hand. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're literally like, every time, every day I get to spend with you is a treasure <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yes. There, yeah, there's so many little basically married moments. We were talking about this earlier, the the vacation Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they get a chance to go on a vacation anywhere in the world, and the they look at each other and they go, I think we know where we're going, and at the exact same time, they say the exact same name as some random water park in Montana or something, and the, um, the, the, one of the, I don't remember which one it was, they looked at the other one and was like, it's that water park you've always wanted to go to, of course we're going there, there was never another option. And it's like, you just took... Anything that you wanted to, you could have gone anywhere, anywhere, and you just went, nope, I'm making my boy happy. It's a real pure moment. It's it is such a pure, a pure moment. moment. It's so it's good. good. And, and, it, and I like how they took the, like, useless cop stereotype and just kind of was like, okay, yes, they are useless, a little fruit. <laughs> but, like, we're, we're making it a little fruity. They, they definitely did give them that useless small-town cop stereotype. Oh, yeah, for sure. They but are they, useless small-town cops. But they still broke that stereotype because they weren't always useless. They they were aloof to the point that they looked useless, but they were there for a reason. That's fair. Because, again, in that same episode where they, they, they're they tracking down the president or... Is it Founder's Day? Whatever. the Pioneer's Day. Pioneer's Day. Um, the weird day. Uh-huh. They see that Dipper and Mabel are figuring things out and they're like, oh no. Uh we gotta do something. And they they follow the kids to the conclusion and they're like, Okay, now we're arresting you. <laughs> you you figured it out. We weren't able to stop you from figuring out, but now we're <laughs> taking you in a crate to Washington. You've solved yeah. our secret puzzle. Get in the box. Get in the box. Literally. You solved our secret puzzle that we didn't know there was an answer to. Get in the box. So. Yeah. I don't know. No, yeah. They have rights. Yes. I just, I really love how they're written. And they are, I think, out of everyone, they are the epitome of um, breaking stereotypes. Yeah. I can't think of another buddy cop duo that are written like them. And not even just from the gay aspect. Like, because they are. I yeah. don't care what you have to say. This isn't a conversation right now. This is um this is me saying No, but even but but I know what you mean. Like because even any stereotype that you have written of cops, mm-hmm. one of them is always going to do like a racial comment or a it, and they had and I'm glad they didn't take it that way. They didn't do it that way, but they mm-hmm. had the opportunity to do what normal cops would do with the Halloween episode where they would put that racial thing in there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, sometimes people can be racist. Mhm. Mhm. And and there's always that white cop, black cop or that Hispanic cop and the whatever. Yeah. And there's always a sense of like they always it's it's like they'll they'll do the insensitive thing and the one who it's being insensitive towards will call them out and be like not cool dude. Yes. And that's like the punchline, the fact that someone had to call them out for being racist. 
And that never happened with them. Shouldn't Correct. Punchline anyway, so maybe we consider that. Well, yeah, that's all. It's a bad punchline. That's it's all. It, it is, but a bad it's a it's line. a stereotype that you see a lot in buddy Media. cops. Yeah, in, you have the white cop and the 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 up color cop and. Or even well, there's that whole um, Will Smith movie, um, Bright. Yes, Bright. I saw it for the first time recently. Um, Haven't he's, seen it. He's a cop. He's a human cop, and mm-hmm. becomes... isn't it Will Smith and him? Yeah, it's such a weird duo. It's Will Smith is a normal cop, mm-hmm. human. No. no. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm shutting up. Mm-hmm. He's he's human, and then he has an orc as a partner and he hates orcs so there's this whole racial thing because most orcs aren't supposed to be cops they're supposed to be um i don't the think gangbangers he, i don't think he hates orcs i think everyone else hates orcs and he's impartial to them until he's attached to one no he has a reason to hate him because his partner got uh his last partner got killed by orcs okay i yeah never mind but he he was he became more impartial to him. He didn't he didn't care either way. Mm-hmm. But all the other cops were like, "Oh, you got the orc," mm-hmm. and it's this whole thing. The movie's pretty decent. I'm not. I don't know. I saw that it was another. It's a Netflix movie. Netflix Will Smith movie, and I was like, mm. I mean, for for what it is, I thought it was pretty okay. It, yeah, I'm not saying it was the best. I'm not saying I was in love with it. I would have told you guys about it sooner. I, I, <laughs> I saw it when it case. came out. It, it's not my favorite. I like the fact that they did put modern day twist to elves and orcs and uh, fairies and things like that. Yeah, that was definitely it. Was definitely fun. It was definitely sure. fun, but I wouldn't say I would tell you guys to drop everything and go see this movie. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do it later. Yeah, I um, mean it's on the list. I put it on oh, there. Fuck you! Look at you. I think of stuff. That's what I do. No, you have rights. <laughs> my my brain's just filled with campaign notes and ideas. But yeah, so do we want to go ahead and start our ranking? So who are we starting with? Dipper. He's the main character. What do we think Dipper is? Uh, not smart. What the? Mabel. If you want to write down the characters. Dipper, Mabel, Seuss, Crunkle Stan, I need a nice pen. Not my fancy ink either, so. Gideon? Sure. Yeah. Because he becomes sort of like a main slash not main character. Wendy? Did you put Wendy in there? Yeah, sure. Why not? W-E-N-D-Y. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so Dipper. Which one is the magic caster that pulls its a wizard? Well, I would say no, I would say warlock? either a wizard or a warlock. Because he ha- does have a book. It just a warlock because it's a tome. a tome. A oh, tome pack. Okay, yeah. I would say Mabel's a barbarian, but like 
A barbarian? She flies off the handle a few times in the series and just like rampages. I would say ranger. She has an animal companion oh. and a grappling hook. You know yes. what? There you go. Um, I'll go with ranger. Seuss. Oh, Seuss. Sweet boy. Head empty. Head empty. Not a thought behind those eyes. Druid. Because most people... Well, uh, druid or bard? Because most people think druids or bards are really, like, uh, flimsy, not really a thought into it. That obviously, because they are okay. smart. Whoa, no, hold on. The second he figured out how to wild shape into a pig, he was living his best life. <laughs> I'm, I'm back in my wrong druid. Because... Also, most people see druids as these hippies, really uh, all about earth, but they're really smart, but well, nobody pays them attention. I was just, to me, it's like more disconnected, and he's yes. disconnected. He's disconnected. That, that, that's what I mean. Like, I was just trying to think of like moments where he, well, I guess he has the nice boat. He has, fishing. he has the nice boat. He like, just every time he goes outside, he's like, yeah, whatever. He gets adopted by wolves. You know what? I was about to, I was about to say, no, there's the whole he gets adopted by wolves thing. Never mind. He, he also, again, he turns into a pig and goes, it's my dream come true and runs. Head empty. Only pig thoughts now. It's hysterical that that woman fell in love with him. Yeah, it's amazing. And she's like, oh, you just seem so different now. Sprinkle like, oh. Stan. He's Art a rogue. What? Oh, that boy has some deception skills. He does. He, he does. And he's, he's so got, sneaky. He's super sneaky. But he's so tech savvy. Okay, it's a modern campaign. Also, is he? You saw what he did to the TV. Kids! Don't change the channel! I refuse to get up! That's not Kids! me tech illiterate. That's just being a lazy motherfucker. Did you see the TV he had? If you're an artificer, you're gonna have the, the most up-to-date. He's cheap. Okay. And he's, he's playing aloof. I... You know more than us for season one. I would say Rogue. Okay. I would also say Rogue. For season one, we can come back to it in season two and, like, talk about it. But, like, for at least from what we've seen here, he's just really sneaky. Literally, that whole story about when he, uh, when he put, um, the pig outside when he wasn't supposed to. It literally, it was a nat 20 deception check and then him just, like, riding that to hell and back. Okay. He's a charisma rogue. Sure. I don't remember where charisma goes. I, I trust you. Deception. Sure, yeah. He's deception heavy. Yeah. That or the hat gives him like a fucking bonus. You know what? It probably does. does. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> that hat gives him a super bonus. It's already a plus 12 and that hat is Cause, broken. No, because then you get Mabel when she uses the hat. She mm. gets... The, hat, the hat's a magical item. We'll come back to it. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. 
I know, like, in this hypothetical D&D scenario. Oh, oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, agreed. Also, the zone of truth team. Zone of truth team! Gideon. If, if we're doing um, Warlock for Dipper, I feel like we'd have to do Warlock for him. Yeah. Yeah. Different flavor of Warlock? Sure. But they're... They're I, both Warlocks. Yeah. He's a higher level. Because yeah. <laughs> Dipper's like, what the fuck, my guy? Dipper, okay, guys, we're Dipper. starting up this campaign to level one. Your bad guy's level seven. We're not going to talk about that yet. Excuse me? What? <laughs> There's uh, five of you and one of him. Shut up. Dipper getting levitated and thrown off a cliff. By Cheeto. By Cheeto. <sighs> Wendy. Her class is teenager. I almost want to put her in, in Ranger. Magical whistling. My parents are watching something. I can tell. You know it's loud whistling when I can hear it. I went that better talk person. Now my dad needs hearing aids. Oh, we didn't talk about LGBT clothing. It's fine. Um. Wendy. I feel like we didn't get enough of her context in season uh. one. Could we say Bard? Mm, you know what? I would say either Bard or Hear Me Out, Fighter. Because would... she walks into situations with the confidence of someone ready to scrap, preferring not to. Yeah, I would say Fighter. I would say Fighter. She's dating a Bard. A bad Bard. Yeah. Oh, good. I love the confidence of the yeah. That was helpful. No, he is a bad bard. No, she's a bad the, the, bard. The look. I'm thinking more of the fact that she's dating him. <clears throat> well, that and, like, he tries to, like, basically rape her by hypnotizing her. Literally! Basically, literally. Yeah. I, he was planning on playing that thing again. And the implications of that episode were uncomfy. Yep. And I was like, oh. Yeah. We're just gonna keep... Um, Anyone else we want to categorize? You know who would be an artificer? The old man. I said his name earlier. Old... Man McGruffin? McGruffin! Old Man McGruffin! It's an, He's an artificer who took the hermit background! Yes. Alright, I think we got everybody. McGucket. Did I say McGucket? I don't know. Okay. McGucket. McGucket. That's a, I remember the gu. Yeah, Gideon has an entertainer's background. Yes. He might have taken a level in Bard. Man, man. Yeah. All right, ready? Three, two. You said ready, and I was like, for what? Oh. 
Okay. So yeah, final thoughts. Um, thoughts of the finale. Thought. Oh, I need to end that. Finality. I tried to be fancy. Don't mind me. Thoughts of finale or final thoughts. Finality. Um. So I guess we're gonna go with the rankings. Dipper is a warlock. Uh, Mabel's a ranger. Seuss. Uh huh. Is a druid. I know. I took your spot. I'm sorry. Well, continue. You've already stolen my heart and joy. Is it your heart and joy, though? You do it. No. <laughs> okay. Grunkle Stan. Okay, review. Mm. Grunkle Stan is a rogue. Mm-hmm. Gideon is a warlock with maybe some um, bard levels. Mm-hmm. Wendy's a fighter. And Old Man McGuckin is an artificer. With Boom. a hermit background. With a hermit background. <laughs> um, final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Personally, season one is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good show to put on in the background when you, you're trying to do laundry or something. Mm-hmm. Might have not done that. Yeah. Um, but why? Uh, it's a good show to do fun, like a numb not mind-numbing entertainment at least season Season one one. at least season one it obviously does have things that will grab your attention and make you think but eh. so if you're looking for a show to just put on in the background while you're doing something else this is a show for you i really like the world setup the, the world building that Alex Hirsch did. I, um, I agree. Season one is not the, the strongest. There are a lot of filler, up, more filler episodes than I remember there being, but again, that's not the creator's fault. It's, it's an industry standard, as Jay said, and it's frustrating. Um, but the characters are very well written. I really like where the plot is going. I know where the plot is going, so that may not be necessarily the most unbiased opinion. <laughs> but no, season one is solid. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm gonna be real. If I had been watching this alongside everyone else, I would have um, dropped from season one. Not because it's inherently, like, terrible or anything like that. It just, the pacing is kind of slow for me. Mm. Um, especially, and I under again, I, I'm i the one who said it. I understand that they're, you know, blah, 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 industry standard. You need, the, you need the repeat episodes. I get it. But from an entertainment perspective, just the first season really dragged down on any kind of development of plot. Literally, the, the development of the main plot happened in the last two episodes, mm-hmm. mostly the second of those. So, for me, I would have dropped off had I watched this as it, as it was airing. Um, does that make it a hard no for me? No. Um, I would put this in a maybe. If you want to see what the hype is about, try watching season one. If you're If it's not clicking, just, just skip to the end. 
skip to the end. Watch the last two episodes <laughs> and then hopefully start season two where things will pick up. We'll find out. I don't know yet. That's my take. We have a lot of part twos to do. We really yes, do. True. We should get <laughs> Maybe that's in the books. You don't know. Mm. Maybe that's what we're doing for September. Mm. Except for my birthday. Recap September. <laughs> All right. Three, two. Okay. That was so crisp. Uh, the thing, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, the thing. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want more content or want to see some of the things we referenced in the show, or just want to say hi, please follow us at WSIWT Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, or Why Should I Watch That on TikTok and Facebook. We've also got a YouTube channel where you can listen to our episodes and also watch our live show. It's behind again. I'm getting on it. We've had our snacks. We've said our facts. We've told you if you should watch that. (laughs) See you next time. Good morning, campers. Evening, whatever. This month's theme is summer camp. Or at least movies around it. Here comes your hint. Good luck. Piacere. Trollamo trombetta. It's a human thing. I'm kind of an expert. Thank you.